everyone. You've made it to season three of Old Dirty Benches. Are you here to listen to white collar criminals get roasted? Then you're at the right place. And here's JD to tell you all about what we do here. What's up, Dirty Benches? If you came here for laughs, shit talking, to hear about wiener schnitzel, or our menopause bellies, then you came to the right place. On ODB, we talk about white collar crime, which costs the country upwards of 300 to 600 billion every year. What, what? That's crazy. Tell me more. White collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. Occasionally, we may sprinkle a movie review in. Our theme song is performed by Good Co. You can find them on YouTube. And don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a review anywhere you stream your podcasts. You are sassy today. <laughs> That's one of my like lines that I use all the time from movies. I was born ready, motherfucker. Yeah, okay. from um, Blade, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> that sounds like a Wesley Snipes thing. Oh yeah, whenever my spouse looks at me and he's like, "Are you ready?" I'm like, "I was born ready, motherfucker." <laughs> he's like laughing at me every time. <laughs> um, so. Uh, hi, this is JD from hi. Old Dirty Benches Podcast. Hi, everybody. That's Patty. Pizza, popcorn. <laughs> In that order, preferably. <laughs> um, I have pizza. some breaking news. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but um, Brock's but, Candy. But uh, Mar-a-Lago was raided by the <laughs> I wasn't going to bring out Ding anything dong, political at the beginning at all. Well, I am. But anyway, what brought... Oh, my gosh. This is so weird because I was... I'm not even making this up. Two nights ago, I was having, like, total cravings for Brock's chocolate-covered peanuts. Oh, really? My dad used to get it at the grocery store oh, for wow. me. Oh, wow. Okay. So, what is this breaking Brock's news? Okay, so... Um, they released a new candy corn that <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> you know what's crazy though? Like that tastes I, like corn. Okay. <laughs> first first off, I want to come out and admit I'm, I'm coming out I'm and game admitting. Proud. <laughs> no, no, no. Um I'm pro candy corn. Uh, no, I'm actually not I'm anti candy <gasps> corn. I have always been anti candy corn. I don't like it. I think it tastes I like don't shit. Like, it. Okay. like a waxy piece of sugar. It's not appealing. Um, I have eaten my share of candy corn, but well, I was young uh, and foolish. <laughs> <laughs> and they make thousands of dollars every season. Of course. I don't get it. I but don't either. Um, so they came out with a new flavor called Tailgate that includes hamburger and hot dog flavor. Candy corn? <laughs> Your face. That sounds disgusting. I know we're not like recording our faces so that y'all can see us, <laughs> but she made the most repulsive uh, chagrined like curled up lips. Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds like those birdie bots 
jelly beans. Dude, I was. That taste like vomit and dirt and whatever. So I get on um, MSN.com a lot of times just to look at like some of the top headlines. And then I'll go into like food and go look and see like what they have posted there. And that was one of the articles that they had trending. And I was like, disgusting. <laughs> First off, I don't like candy disgusting. corn. Definitely not going to try out the hamburger and hot dog flavors. No. Ew. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to uh, alert everybody to the change and the um, <laughs> upcoming trend. They still do have chocolate-covered peanuts, though. Imagine that. Yes, they do. Because I've Walmart, seen that's them. Why I haven't seen them. I, I feel like I've there. seen them at like Walgreens too, or something. I don't know. Which you're anti-Walgreens, so right now. <laughs> I told you, I have so many places I'm raging against, I can't keep them straight, so. Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) Fight the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it's hard and it's memory strain. I know. (laughs) Let's just assume everyone's bad until proven otherwise. (laughs) That's kind of like how our criminal justice system works right now, so. Works. Um, In quotes. Yeah. Uh, so we also got an email from South Dakota, and he put he signed it South Dakota, which was funny. In quotes. <laughs> now you've dubbed him. South I know Dakota. he's got a nickname. Um, <laughs> he emailed us and uh, let us know that that he had listened to our Halloween Kills review. Oh God! It inspired him and his spouse to watch a movie marathon the past weekend of Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's funny. And he talked about how he adores campy horror movies. That's sort of like me, right? Yes. So he kind of named some of them. And then um, he said that he thought he would probably agree with you, Patty. On Halloween Kills? Um. So he was talking about the one that Danny McBride had directed. I don't know if I've seen that one. That was the most recent, well, the one before the most yeah, recent, I feel like. it was. I don't know if I watched it, though. It was horrible. Yes, he said that. That's uh, I'm, like, I'm fucking out. I'm not <laughs> watching this shit anymore. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's free. I'll watch it. Um, and the rest is history. <laughs> he said that him and um, my sister actually stopped the movie early because it was so terrible. And then they sat and talked about it. And they thought that the issue was that the movie was like supposed to be serious. But um, was that the issue? I think it sucked. <laughs> I think it didn't really have a story beyond every other fucking Halloween. <laughs> And, like, nothing is explained. Oh well, he also said he likes the old Friday the 13th because they were, like, more campy. You and then you Halloween had just, like... Or uh, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. What's going on here? Friday the 13th. Okay. Um, because they're... He's they, more Team Jason yeah. and not <laughs> Team Michael. But he said... He said he likes the idiots going skinny dipping constantly <laughs> yes. and investigating Boobs. the noises that are so ridiculous, Ex- right? So... Um, All right. I'm, I, that's where I'm coming I from. I can on see the what he's saying, though, about it. Like, it's taking itself too seriously. Yeah. And it shouldn't be where it goes. That's basically it's well beyond that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, so, Please, for example, just kill Kyle Richards. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> Halloween people, take her out. So and let's see... make it like Botoxy or some kind of <laughs> something like that. Botox. 
Did you see the trailer for the new one that's getting no. released in October? Okay. No. Yes, they're releasing another one. Oh, I'm aware. I'm here for it. Uh, Halloween ends, question mark? <laughs> the end, yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, and my son was like, they're doing another one? And they're like, how many times can you kill a person? <laughs> he never dies. That's the thing. I was like, it's magic. He just comes back. You know, it'd be over great and over again. if like he took off the hockey mask and it was Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a fucking scary movie right there. Oh, God. Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. Next. That's too scary. I know. Uh. That would be like my Again, worst Again, throw nightmare. up the pole of where can I move? <laughs> this is a scary <laughs> world right now, dude. Um, I'm going to put up a pole that is... Uh, are <laughs> a you, stripper pole. A stri- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be pro or anti candy corn. <laughs> okay. Because I just want to know how many people out there actually I have like a funny story short about candy corn and halloween so okay it's, please it's a twofer, share. actually Go ahead. when we first moved to our house in washington yes uh the kids were small like one three five okay so small yes and uh, i stayed home to hand out candy and my then spouse took the kids trick-or-treating okay the first house they go to the people were elderly, <laughs> and they handed out individual pieces of candy corn, like not in a package or anything. Wait, like they got one of those bag of candy corns and then handled that? No way. Yes. Are you serious? And my son threw his. He was like, ew. <laughs> oh, so no. that was the first fail. Then they go to the next house. The lady swings open the door, dressed like a, a witch. Ah, ha, ha. Scares the shit out of them, and they came home. That was it. <laughs> that was the end of, of, of Halloween for them oh that year. Um, okay, so <laughs> my Halloween story, and, um, you know, I know we're not in October yet, but. Pretty That's close. my favorite holiday. Right the I know it's my Dang favorite holiday. It, I forgot your present again. Oh, is it Halloween related? It is. I cannot wait. It is. I get so excited this time of year. My car. That's how I'm going to have to roll. Um, people, I am busy. <laughs> <laughs> I want really to not. do a she shed in the back that's going to be a Halloween. Shell? A she shell? <laughs> it's going to be Halloween themed, dude. Like, All the time? Yes. So I can have it oh, constantly whenever I got there. All right. But um, <laughs> no, we. There's no flags with that, right, people? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> so this is a white collar episode, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but so when I was a little kid, um, my dad was, well, my, my parents were super into Halloween. Um, and we would all get out every year and help decorate the house. And then of course my mom would make our costumes and stuff. We always looked really cool. Mm -hmm. And, um, then my, uh, my mom would also stay behind, scare kids and pass out candy. And then my dad would take me and my brother out to go trick or treating. And, um, and this, you know, cause sometimes, well, there's, there's a little bit of an age gap between my younger brother and sister. So sometimes they couldn't go out or they were scared too. So they would sometimes hang back while we were out doing the hard while work. you were out <laughs> doing the good work, collecting that candy. The manual labor, getting the candy for everyone. Um, but like, you can have all my candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a razor in that one. Don't eat it. <laughs> no, um. 
There was a couple houses like <laughs> or the toothbrush <laughs> or raisins. That's been cut into a shank. Um <laughs> no, uh there was uh one house that actually passed out. Uh I think it was like I can't even remember if it was like rolled nickels or quarters or whatever, but it was like rolled coins. <laughs> yeah, which I <laughs> Looking back on it now as an adult, I'm like, that's kind of weird. But when right. I was a kid, I was like, this yeah, is pretty cool because cool, I got money. Sweet. That's, I've never heard of that. I know. That's funny. And then uh, maybe they thought we needed a weapon while we were out there. <laughs> Put this in a sock, kids. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need I've seen some weirdos out there. I heard you were born ready, motherfucker. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> So then the other house, though, um, which was kind of in the to-do neighborhood, we called it the hill where I lived out. <laughs> the hill. Yeah, the hill. They had um, full-size candy bars in They did. They, uh-huh. they gave uh-huh. out full-size candy. Everyone lives can- with the hill. Yep. Everyone has a neighborhood, <laughs> and they all fucking load up and go over there. Everybody. But one of the houses, they gave out straight-up homemade apple cider. She had put them in little Dixie cups. Wow. It was you fucking awesome. No. Like, That's what I was thinking health about. Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> health department. Shutting yeah. you down. So Did you have a hairnet? <laughs> oh my God. You couldn't do it now, but no. back then we could. Like, and it was fine. We had I didn't right, suspect anything, no, you know. Well, so or it wasn't reported on, who knows? Yeah. But uh, I thought that funny. was pretty cool because it was cold was out. In the hill? It was out. It was up in the hill. Yeah, where the rich Probably people Consuelo lived. Probably Consuelo made the apple cider. <laughs> <laughs> she just took credit for it. <laughs> She's all hey, rapido, make me, Consuela. Make me some cider for the kids. They're coming. <laughs> She's like drinking a martini, <laughs> as people on the hill did. We all know. <laughs> Those are my memories from Halloween. That's awesome. Yeah. It was always fun, though. <laughs> and then, you know what was crazy is my dad would have us going all over the town. Like, we'd be, like, in every single neighborhood getting two or three bags of yeah, candy. It's... And then they would regiment it so we could only have, like, one or two pieces a yeah, day. Yeah, because they were like, this candy belongs to me. And I'd be like, what? Because it. it would take me a year sometimes to get through <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what you have to do, though? No shame, Mom and Dad. your chocolate from your, your sweet candy. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Otherwise, the candy starts tasting My weird. mom was a... She was a guilty party and taking the good chocolate out of there oh, sometimes. Your mom's... I like her. She would come for that stuff. Oh, she man. deserves it. It's like the house gets 10% or the whatever, right? <laughs> That's the least. Oh, my God. No, that, I never cared that they took any. Because we had plenty, so I was like, right? whatever. Three pillowcases full. <laughs> Candy sitting on the floor. <laughs> oh, those were the days, man. Oh, uh, you can't. It's People now, I feel like they don't really go out that much. No. Well, and then there's a lot of houses that are just dark, like, they're not passing out candy. Right. So. They don't, they're not participating. No, they're anti-Halloween. So. Well, I've lived in houses where it's too far down the road. or you know, Oh, you yeah. It's like real dark and stuff. So it's like, oh, yeah. well, I'll just eat this candy myself. <laughs> well, we, so when we first moved here, we didn't get any trick-or-treaters. And we always go all out to decorate. But then, like, leading up to the pandemic, we started getting more in the double digits. Uh-huh. So we started getting excited. And then and the then pandemic happened. COVID. And nothing now. Fun like, we killer. don't get anybody. <laughs> Just throw it, stand up here and throw it out the window. <laughs> like, 
talk about you know, a personal parade like, tubes to slide the can yeah down, down. i thought that was pretty cool by right. the way um hard. those are your people i feel like yeah they are those are my halloween people out there <laughs> getting it done getting the job done <laughs> But I do want to decorate this year, and I actually want to pass out candy, so I'm I'm hoping right. um, that monkeypox isn't fucking up. <laughs> yeah. Good God! And polio. Can we just Polio's please nothing. have one month of nothing going on? <laughs> I I can't. Are you oh, kidding God. me? Oh God. Okay. All right. So All right. Fifteen minutes that in. That being said, so let's, let's that's it. <laughs> Great to see you. <laughs> we got to get into this shit. I was saying that uh, it's another piece of shit. You're welcome. <laughs> so I figured um, for this episode, we could start with us. Dogs barking. I know. Check. Um, <laughs> check, check. Yeah. Our mascots. <laughs> um, Stephen Croman, yes. who you had forwarded to me. That's right. Um, yeah, he's a gym, so... <laughs> Truly outrageous. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I had seen or read where, and I don't know, he wasn't on my radar. I don't know why, because he's such a piece of shit. Right. um, He's known as the Madoff of landlords. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is a bonafide slumlord, y'all. I mean, like, seriously. Uh and I've also picked up on a trend that when we're talking about, like, the worst of the worst for a particular crime, in this case it would be um, landlords, uh, then the media somehow tags the person, the Madoff of, like, whatever. <laughs> so, I was kind of laughing when I seen his title. Um so by the time that uh, Attorney General in New York had finished their two-year investigation into Stephen Croman's schemes, he would be charged with 20 felonies and face a civil lawsuit. He was, no- he was known, excuse me, for chasing low-income families out of their houses. Yeah, he was disgusting. Yeah, he's really gross. Um, he's like Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, dude, like worse. <laughs> because Ebenezer actually comes around and like does some good at the end. Um, this guy, right. I don't well, see and how coming out of it. Because ghosts scared him, so. <laughs> you saying that, that we should somehow I'm teleport some ghosts to him? it can't always work out for all of us okay that's sometimes true. you just gotta fucking be good without a ghost coming to scare that's you that's true uh you're absolutely right patty <laughs> thanks for pointing that out pizza popcorn okay pizza popcorn <laughs> so for over a decade he had amassed an empire that included 140 apartment buildings he was known around town and this is new york new york new york as new york, the new york, york gatsby he rubbed elbows with the rich and powerful. He threw themed parties modeled after Studio 54. Oh, um, for you kids, I know, for you kids that don't know what that is, please go watch uh, the Studio 54 documentary now out on Netflix. It'll kind of give you a little bit of backstory, a glimpse into what the now owners. out on Netflix. <laughs> Who is in no way a sponsor. Yeah, they're not sponsoring us. Um, Even though they should be because we're awesome. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, they should be sponsoring us because we do a lot of uh, advertisement for we them. We do. Um, Brock's got a shout out. Oh, yeah, everybody. 
Wiener schnitzel. <laughs> Every time. Um, so, uh, yeah, Studio 54, if you look that up on Netflix, it'll kind of show you, like, what that club was all about. Freaking crazy it used to be, but in a better way than now. Yeah, correct. Better um, than an end of days way like now. <laughs> Uh, at one point, good old Steven had hired um, Ariana Grande to to uh, sing at one of his kids' bar mitzvahs that was hosted at the Museum cheap. of Natural History. Because of course it, it was. I was like, whoa, that's that's fancy right there. Um, bar mitzvah, can you imagine? Ariana Grande. <laughs> The kids, first off, getting invited to a museum for a bar mitzvah. How cool was that? That's pretty freaking sweet. I didn't even know you could do that. Probably you have to be super rich. Well, you got to have some money because, of course, <laughs> <Clearly. laughs> of course, you got to be a step one, be a slumlord. <laughs> yeah, step two, <laughs> have a lot of money. Step two, um, uh, purchase Ariana Grande. Yeah, uh, step does three, it say how much that costs? Um, kick people out of their homes yeah. uh, step three be a piece of shit yes not in this order <laughs> so uh he actually owned a nineteen thousand square foot building and a mansion and saga i don't know if i'm gonna say this right saga po- ponak <laughs> i was already looking at your face i'm like waiting <laughs> So Saga Ponok? Yes. What? So if you don't know where this is at, and I had to look it up. Hands up over here. I'll I don't t- know. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> I'll tell you because I actually didn't know when I was like first looking him up. It's a village that's located in the town of Southampton. So we know that Southampton is money, right? Um, So that should already give you a little bit of a red flag. But it's it's almost five square miles of the priciest real estate in New York. It's the state's most expensive zip code. And hopefully that'll help you understand the magnitude of the money that this man was making. I actually looked at some of the real estate that was out there and it's ridiculous yeah the houses are absolutely amazing and you've got to have a shit ton of money but okay yeah so um steven's uh business was named 9300 realty which is still in business today i went out on their website this last week uh looks like it's legit Good web design, buddy. Yeah, good web design. He's got a lot of money. So um, so people who had rented from him uh, ended up forming an alliance where they could file their grievances. Uh, one of them is called org. The other one is called uh, StopCromanCoalition.org. And um, so, you know, you're doing something right when they're. They have a website. <laughs> Two websites. Dedicated to stopping you. Dedicated to uh, basically documenting all grievances, everything that you've done, sharing that information with one another so that they could come with a lawsuit. Um, so I also noticed that he had used uh, an LLC, which is a limited liability, mm-hmm. right? And based on what tenants were saying, uh, he was listing some of the buildings under like the address. So the title would be, for example, 319 Bowery, New York, LLC, instead of under 9300 Realty, which I thought was interesting. That seems shady. <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't seem shady at all, right? 
no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the lawsuit claims that Croman's business model was predicated on squeezing out the rent-regulated tenants who occupied many of the buildings in New York um, that he bought across the city. So um, rent-regulated just basically means that the city's controlling um, how much the landlord can charge you for rent, sometimes for an entire building and sometimes only for certain um, apartments in the building. So it could be like certain floors are rent regulated. Right. Um, you know, it just kind of depends. So, um, but he was known for harassing them, threatening them and turning their homes into living hells until they essentially relented and um, would leave. He would sometimes uh, turn the buildings into renovated market rate cash cows once they abandoned the apartment. Winner. Yep. Croman would strut around through his office sing-songing buyouts, buyouts, referring to the tenants as targets, texting workers that pushing them out was a team sport and offering five figure bonuses to anyone who succeeded in getting working class and low income families out of their long term, long time homes. So um, those were actual like text messages, um, correspondence that was shared between him and staff members and some of his partners that he worked with. Um, Those were actual things that he was saying. So, uh, he would regularly file frivolous lawsuits. Someone else used that word recently. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And ignore repair requests by the tenants. He would do construction work that spread clouds of toxic dust into their, their apartments. One um, tenant that I was reading, uh, one of their complaints on those two websites that I was talking about, they had said that the toxic clouds would sometimes include asbestos. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Many of these work sites apparently employed unlicensed laborers doing non prevented renovations, and they actually got just in trouble. Just trying to get them out. Just yep. making it awful. Making you absolutely leave. miserable. Uh, and like where putting you're your health at. in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Double win. Yep. What a guy. Didn't care. Um, so Big. I read. Yeah, he's a he's your bonafide piece of shit, everyone. Um, I read a <laughs> everyone. I read a Daily Beast article that actually talked about um one of the victims' experiences, and she lived at uh, one of his apartments where they had been overwhelmed by um, bad plumbing. Um, so this was the author of the article. Uh, she explained that there was no radiator installed in their living room. There was a dysfunctional electrical fireplace. They would literally hold up a blow dryer to the shower pipes, trying to defrost them in the morning so that they could oh, get God. bathed. Mice would come out at night because the plywood separation wall had never been fully completed in the apartment. Um I also read in some of the complaints on several of those websites uh, that if you paid in cash, they would often say you hadn't paid their them rent money and then come back and say that you owed them money still. The same was true if you paid with a check. In one instance, a, ten- a tenant had been to court three times for non-payment since 2010. She has the copies of the cash checks to prove that she paid. She said, and I quote, our rent check for this January was $26,135.89. We don't owe him 26 cents, unquote. Mm. 
That same customer had no gas in her apartment. From 2011 to 2013, no heat or hot water. Only two working electrical outlets for a stint in 2013. A disgusting brown liquid dripping from her ceiling in the kitchen that was often collected by Tupperware that she had put out. What? Right? How How is that not like a whatever a red tag or like uh, a violation yeah you would think that it is and eventually it does it does come out to be a violation so um <laughs> that's ridiculous i know the more that i read about him the more i was like how can this be happening to people like i can't even fathom having to deal with that and i'm sure like i you know, some of the complaints that I've seen on these two websites were going back from like years that they've been trying to to do something or get something done about this and complaining about it nonstop. So that's why they had started these coalitions against Steve because you I know mean, he, that is so ridiculous. Yeah, and so you're on a limited income and you have a home, and right? He's just trying to push you out, so he's like, "You don't need heat." You don't need mm-hmm. that. You know, I mean, that, oh my God. Yeah, while their health is suffering at the same time. He's just, burn my biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> so if the buyouts. When he's in prison, he shouldn't have any heat or water or whatever he did. Yeah, like a holdout. Same, same, same. On your bro. basic necessities. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. We can't do that to people in prison. No. You have to give them shit because they're human. Civil liberties, right? Civil liberties. Disgusting. Um, I'm gonna have to do different stories like murder. Or <laughs> you just make me too mad. <laughs> and I feel like some murders are justified. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> don't start. Don't start getting crazy on me now. Okay, Patty. Too late. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So um, we don't condone murder on this podcast, by the way. Some of us might. <laughs> Buyouts weren't enough to dislodge these families. Croman would send an associate into their apartments. An enforcer. Yep, confronting and even stalking them to get them to vacate. Oftentimes, hot water and electricity would be main- wouldn't be maintained. Lengthy, dangerous construction projects, I ha- as I had pointed out, would happen. Anything to make the spaces unlivable. So one of those um, enforcers was a former NYPD officer named anthony falconite i kept wanting to call him falcone when i was writing down my Falconite. Notes. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of a cool gem i know right this um, is made of falconite <laughs> so we're gonna call him tony falcon we're gonna call him tony baloney <laughs> he is a baloney man so um Croman utilized Tony Baloney to intimidate the tenants. Um, in 2014, Tony Baloney was slapped with a cease and desist order by then AG Eric Schneiderman. According to legal documents, Tony Baloney would force his way into people's apartments, snap photos of tenants' mail and belongings, and repeatedly threaten them with eviction. Tenants say he's followed them to and from work, confronting them at their jobs about where they really live. He has questioned family members and even tenants' children. He's pretended to be a maintenance worker or a FedEx agent to get inside their apartments. 
Once in, he rifles through their drawers, taking photos of prescription medication and demanded social security numbers. Yeah, dude, I'm not kidding. All in a hardcore effort to terrorize tenants into accepting paltry buyouts or discover whether they have another address. So rent-stabilized apartments. Wait, what? If they have another address? Yeah. They're living in a (laughs) rent-controlled apartment. So He thinks they might be like, Summering in the Hamptons. <laughs> no, listen, but <laughs> so rent stabilized apartments um, must be the tenant's primary residence, right? So if Tony Baloney can prove a tenant lives elsewhere, the resident could actually be subject to eviction, which would free up the unit so the landlord can offer it at the market rent price at the time. So I've actually read in the past in different articles, um, and I don't I can't figure out or remember which ones it was, but um, it was a long time ago, <laughs> a long time ago, um, that uh, some had been able to get a rent-stabilized apartment, and then they would actually rent that out to other people, uh, thereby making extra it. money. I get it. Yes. But I guarantee you that you're not doing that if the conditions are so horrible. No, no, no. nobody would fucking stay there. Exactly. So, um you know, if you had been doing that, that of course is illegal, and you can be charged. They'd be like, and hey, you want to work for us? Um, you seem like the archetype type of person. <laughs> yeah, but like they in, did that instead of indeed. I, I would think. say for most of these apartment buildings, the way that the tenants are explaining the conditions they're living in, nobody's going to be coming in there and paying. I mean, exactly. I guess potentially you could if you were really like down on your luck, and that was the best you could get. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so the crow man has taken it to another level. Uh, it seemed based on the articles that I had read that, uh, he was doing this type of shakedown with several other landlords in the area. So the AG Snyderman stated, um, and I quote, he coordinated with landlords to offer buyouts under circumstances meant to coerce tenants into vacating the property, unquote. Mm-hmm. So there's several of them doing this shit there. Yep. Um, a Croman executive called Tony Baloney, a quote, licensed professional. He served New York City for 17 years as a police officer, firefighter, and fire marshal, and retired with over 100 commendations for excellence and meritorious service. And all of his dealings with us, he has acted professionally and consistent with legal requirements, end quote. I'm rolling my eyes right there. <laughs> <laughs> Since that doesn't make a sound. Um, I mean, here's the thing, folks. <laughs> folks. Folks. Um, please. I get it. You know, uh, we do hold uh, police officers, firefighters, any of those kind of jobs that are for social service um, to a higher standard. And they should be held to those standards. Do we, do we though? <laughs> but you that mean doesn't mean... Be. That does not mean, though, that the person isn't bad, that they're not exactly because they're people and or sometimes entire units. So um, but I digress. Okay, opinion. (laughs) (laughs) So the tenants have a different view in several of the Croman buildings. um, They had distributed leaflets with uh, photos of Tony Baloney warning them 
Tenants beware, do not let this man into your apartment. Because he was well known. Right, for being muscle. Correct. Trying to get you out. Mm -hmm. Getting evidence against you. Yeah. So he would often show up and I quote, say that uh, I am a private investigator. And he would reach to his waist like when the policemen are going to grab like for identification or a gun or a weapon or something. Yep. And then um, one of the victims had said, or tenants had said that Tony Baloney had twice, or twice, excuse me, uh, tried to force his way into her um, two-room apartment in Greenwich Village. Um, The 50-year-old, or 54-year-old said during his second visit, he grabbed for her phone when she began taping their increasingly hostile exchange. He said... And I quote, don't take pictures of me. I'm a little afraid because I confront him. Maybe I shouldn't. That's what she was saying. So um, there were reports that Tony Baloney would also stalk the tenants driving behind them as they left on vacation or showing up again at their job place. Um, Allegedly. How is this legal? It's not legal. You can't do this shit. But they're like, nobody will do anything. I think so. You have to remember, that's why I mentioned, like, how much power and stuff and how much elbow rubbing he was doing in New York City, Mm -hmm. right? That uh, if you build up this persona for the people that are in charge and running things and they're coming to your party and stuff like that, then they're more. Are you saying that some people (laughs) don't have consequences for their behavior? I am saying that. Oh, my God, Patty. You get a gold star today. You get a gold star. You get a gold star. I know. That's a sad gold star. (laughs) So, allegedly, Tony Baloney (laughs) was paid a $10,000 bonus for every apartment that he vacated successfully. What a scumbag. (laughs) I know, right? Um. Wow. So one tenant in one of the articles that I read who wished to remain anonymous recalled how Tony Baloney and a property manager arrived at the doorstep shortly after Croman had bought that building in the East Village. The tenant paid $1,250 for a small 435 square foot one bedroom. Oh, that's small. I know. Where um, one bed goes for about $1,900. This is at the time that the article was uh, written. Um, They asked the tenant if they wanted a buyout repeatedly and asked to come back when the tenant was not going to be there as well as if they had any plans for the apartment. So they're already like applying pressure as soon as you move in. Um, Yikes. In uh, investigating Tony Baloney, I did find a New York Times article dated from 1996. Officer Tony Baloney appeared to be involved in a shooting when he was part of the Manhattan Warrant Squad. They were in plain clothes in Harlem, and some were not sure that the force was warranted at the time of the shooting. But I'm guessing no. They were investigated and, and found cleared. to have been doing their jobs of and cleared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's surprising. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I found that a little bit interesting that I've I seen that article in the New York Scumbag. Times. Scumbags. And then, of course, all of this information is coming this out. This one, him. okay, this, the title for this one is Everywhere Scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. They just write themselves, really. 
Yeah, these these guys, it's like a circle of disgusting everywhere. Right? I mean, water seeks its own level. So if you have one king, you know, gross rat trying to get people out, whoever he's hanging out with aren't going to be choir boys, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> definitely say I so. Mean, yeah, gross. Um, so in May of 2016, the Crow Daddy was charged with tax fraud falsifying business records, grand larceny, and a scheme to defraud based on allegations that he inflated the rental income he made in order to secure a $45 million in bank loans. That sounds vaguely familiar. (laughs) That's weird. I know. I know. This gives me a glimmer of hope. (laughs) Don't don't start getting excited yet. I'm not. Believe me. So on the same day, the New York State Attorney General's office filed a civil lawsuit against him. In 2016, the AG and the Crows team worked on a plea deal. So they're all coming together now. He pled plea deals. Yep. He pled guilty to mortgage fraud and went to jail at Rikers for, wait for it. Five months. One year. Oh, wow. He got out early, though. Hey, something. (laughs) He also agreed. He also agreed to pay $5 million in restitution. $3 million was supposed to be paid before his sentencing September 19th. $1 million by September 2018th. And the last $1 million by 2019. However. <laughs> However. In 2017. <laughs> yeah, he escaped the country. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the Crow paid $3 million to a Manhattan Supreme Court judge to delay his surrender to jail until after the holidays. He was celebrating Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yom Kippur. Um, and I quote, this is what the judge said to him. I hope that you spend your days thinking about the religious principles <laughs> that this case was postponed for. You go up to your room and you think about what you've done. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> the judge chastised him. Can you believe that shit? Yes. Sadly. I do. The, okay. The rest of us would be like off to jail. They wouldn't give a shit. It's just, it's very frustrating. Yeah, like extremely. He was able to pay $3 million to delay him turning himself in. What the fuck, man? I was reading that and I was like, seriously? Yes, seriously. <laughs> <sighs> That's just maddening to me. I know. Um, So he finally went to jail in October of 2017 and served his time because he uh, had good behavior uh, for eight months. (laughs) He had uh, good behavior. (laughs) (laughs) He ended up paying around $8 million in restitution. So... All right. Out of um, how much money did he have? Hmm. Yeah, it's like way more He's than like, that. He's like, here's five bucks. Were we yeah, good? Yeah, I know. Sweet. Basically, and uh, the tenants that were victimized have to file claims. Right. I mean, that's the thing. They make it so <laughs> ridiculous yeah. that you're just like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm sure there's some tenants that were like, I'm, why? Like, they were probably so frustrated by that point. I'm frustrated. I had nothing to do with it. I know. I feel for you people. Seriously. It's sad, sad circumstances. Okay. So in 2019, the Crow and Anthony Scaramucci. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
like looking up all this shit for this episode. I came across this and I was like, what? Anthony Scaramucci's in here? Yes, I the know. Mooch? The <laughs> real one? <laughs> yeah, the mooch, dude. Oh my God. Okay. So um, him and the crow were slated to buy the White Horse Tavern, which also has 17 market rate apartments above it. Okay. Yep. So, um, some protesters Don't came tell out. Me that the mooch is a bad guy. Who'd have called that one? <laughs> what? So there's a bunch of people who protested, including tenants of the apartments, because they were like, "Hey, we don't want them taking oh, over based the off of their reputation." Here, yep. But ultimately, the owners um, ended up, from what I could tell, selling um, to uh, Anthony. The Crow and a few people that were silent partners. So, um, yeah. Uh, That's crazy. I know. You know what I seen was um, for connected people. Yep. The Crow. So, the Crow, he hired Ben Broffman to represent him at his trial. He's the same lawyer who represented um, Martin Shkreli. Uh, Yep. What yeah. did he do? He jacked up insulin or mm-hmm. something. The pharma case. Winning. He's a he sounds great. Yeah. Um and then like when his trial was still uh pending, he was released on a one million dollar bond. And his wife and him were in the process of renovating a twenty three apartment space into a mega home. Oh Lord. Wow. Imagine. I just can't. I can't imagine. That's so weird. I know. So his mortgage broker, Barry Schwartz, was also hit with 15 felony (laughs) charges. I searched everywhere. Madoff. Is that who it was? (laughs) I could not find whether or not he was ever like. Whether this is a real person or a Russian person. (laughs) I couldn't find whether he was convicted and sentenced for any of the stuff that he did. Um. And their, uh, Stephen Croman and his wife's eldest son, I guess he had also been caught earlier in the year before, like, this whole case happened, taunting an Uber driver. And I guess there's a recording out there. I didn't look for it. But uh, he was a student at the University of Michigan, and he was caught on camera calling the driver a, and I quote, minimum wage faggot, end quote, and telling him, and I quote, you have to work all day. I'm going to go sit on my ass and watch some TV, end quote. So, oh, wow. Yeah. What a gem. Mm-hmm. I know. Brother. The family seems to be all, all in on the whole, I'm a terrible right? person thing. Uh, <laughs> nature or nurture, though? Uh, so, <laughs> the crow's secret weapon, Tony Baloney, he was eventually arrested. I also cannot find out uh, whether or not he was ever convicted and sentenced. I could not find any articles on that whatsoever. That's weird. I know. Yeah. So I think maybe he like rolled over. Or- I don't know if that was part of the plea deal. Like that if uh, the crow ended up pleading guilty to everything like Ben and I mean, uh, Barry and. Um, or just for like a lighter sentence. Or- yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. So I couldn't find any articles on either one of them. 
like whether or not they had been um, convicted or sentenced. So that's weird. Um, I did look at Vanity Fair, Biz Journals, New York Daily News, who have like a lot of articles on him. Um, New York Times, The Daily Beast, New York Post. Um, they had several on him too, as well, uh, for the information that we included but in our nothing, episode today. But nothing about what happened to him. Huh. Yeah, I know. Um, Steve, for his part, he's back out in the community just doing his thing. Being the great landlord that he is. Renting apartments. (laughs) Being the great person, human being that he is. Uh, I can't, like, when I was reading this, I was, like, really pretty disgusted about all of it, but. I know, it's like. It's like that Ben Stiller movie, but like not funny. Yeah, not, not nice funny at all. all. Yeah, I like, can't even imagine. Like, oh, like really <laughs> trying to ruin people's lives. Yeah, because, for a buck. You know, it gets extremely cold up there, so I can't even imagine not having any. Well, heat. how can that be a thing? Yeah, like here you can't go a certain amount of days without electricity. It's against the law mm-hmm. as a landlord. Mm-hmm. I know because I've had properties. <laughs> And I'm not a piece of shit, too. Like, I feel like I'm such a good landlord. I had a rental house once, and they called me, and they're like, oh, the furnace broke. I'm like, okay, I'll get in. Like, I got a new furnace within, like, a day. And they were like, what? Because their other place would never fix anything. I just don't get it. I like how you're giving yourself kudos. For being human. As a landlord. I'm not giving myself kudos. Maybe we should invite your tenants on. How hard is it to be not a piece of shit? (laughs) You can call any of my people Your tenants. On here. Maybe yeah. we should interview them. Okay. And ask I'll them for. So um, awesome. <laughs> she was the best. Ask them for uh, background information references. and references. Would you recommend her as a landlord? They would. We want to know. I'll give you a name right now. Off um, camera. <laughs> in fact. <laughs> we have someone on the phone current, right now. I know. <laughs> current and previous tenants. If you would like to call the. Right now. Dirty Benches confessional line. People are my relatives, so that wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> but oh my god, I have had other people not related to me. I'm just saying, when I, something would be broken, I would fix it. I wouldn't I totally be like, believe you. Well, can't you just wait? Or I mean, I don't even know. I don't get this. I don't have this. Uh, yeah, I don't have the scumbag. Well, we've gene, talked about this before. Like neither one of us has the brain to. <laughs> The criminal mind. Yeah, we just don't operate that way. Like, even when you were talking about that TikTok video where you saw the guy scamming parking, like, I would never, like, I never would have thought of that. Like, you know, I'm just not built, like, I'm, exactly. I don't know, I'm not looking on how can I. For the most part, I'm a real follower, okay? (laughs) You say I'm a risk taker, whatever. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. I just don't, I don't think in that way. Like, I'm right, not. because you're not a scumbag. So, <laughs> um, Again, it just, to me, it just comes back down to, like, how much money do you need? I don't know, but we talked about this on the GP episode, exactly. too. Who already Gross. had millions of dollars. Gross. And that's it's not It's not a good her. look, okay? Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Like, do more with your life. Yeah, I feel like people just, I don't know. There's no easy way around it. There's just some bad people out there. <laughs> There's just people that suck and they're <laughs> everywhere. Okay, so um, 
I wrote a note. Do you have a PSA about I do. your job? Okay. I, do. I was wondering. I wrote a note. This is going to be my little life advice for people. When it comes to me, I'm going to write it down so I don't forget it. (laughs) And here it is. Yes. Here's my little tip for today. Patty's tip for today. (laughs) There are more people in the world than just you. (laughs) I think it needs to be said. I think some people are not aware of this. That the world doesn't circle on you. There's not just you out there. There's million, billion, zillion other people. So there's not like a patty pizza popcorn universe. I know, right? Oh my god. I wish there Mind were. Mind blown. But so you know, like when you're ordering something to pick up, let's say at a store, <laughs> you're not the only one. Okay, bro. <laughs> so take a seat. Take a seat. And also, like, before you go having your baby bitch fit, is it really worth it? Like, what are you getting? Uh, A pair of shorts or something? What? I don't know. These are actual things, I'm just saying. I don't know if I brought this up on a previous episode, but... (laughs) Bring it up again. We actually witnessed a man yelling at another car in front of him so that... Because they were going to turn right at a red light, right? Right. But there was cars, like, oncoming traffic coming, so they right, couldn't they go. Right, go. You did say that. Yeah, and, and then um, like... he started yelling at them, and he was like, go, god damn it. <laughs> and then, of course, he went, like, right around the corner to a donut shop. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was clearly... Oh have my low God. Blood, blood sugar and you uh, needed to get there. Yeah, but I'm like, why? <laughs> this is what I'm saying, like... Calm down. Exactly. You know what? Calm the fuck down. I got to play you. Use your breathing exercises, everybody. (laughs) I got to play you a funny short um, TikTok. It'll just be audio, but that you'll get it from that. Okay. Because this is me every time I have to work. Here we go. Let's Let's do it. Turn it on. Let's hear it. Before. Play it for the masses, please. <laughs> so this is me thinking I'm going to have a good day at work. Okay, that's what, what the title is. <laughs> Here we go. Go. All right. Today is going to be an amazing day. I'm super fucking bitch. <laughs> that happened to me the other day oh my god that's so funny that's my day every day i had just gotten done be an amazing day (laughs) no listen i just so uh, this first off i go to water aerobics we've talked about this before on previous episodes but the instructor in there she's so awesome she comes with a a positive word that we um say throughout the class the entire time a positive word yes like uh for affirmations right like um it's like uh, magnificent or something like that. Well, on that day, it happened to be phenomenal. Okay. So like, how's like our... the same word every? Phenomenal, no, it's different. Phenomenal. She like changes the whole, it. Like the whole class, you say that one. Yeah, word? she'll like okay. ask each person like, "How are you doing?" And then you like you say whatever the word is, right? Phenomenal. And then um, yeah, so <laughs> phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> um. By the way, every time somebody said that, I thought about that little ditty. Um. <laughs> How could you not? I know. <laughs> Thank you, Sesame Street. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, I was in a really good mood when I left, you know, because like I got a good exercise, and then like 
that. And she's uplifting. Yeah, she's uplifting. She gives you a good word. It's at the beginning of the day, like really cool. I'm going to go home and start working on my schoolwork and stuff like that. And then um, I get to the light (laughs) and it's flashing yellow for me to turn, but there's traffic coming on and a lady comes behind me and she just starts like honking honking her horn and throwing up her arms. And I was like, Bitch, calm down. You gotta do that breathing that I do at my work. And then she was tailgating me on the way home. And I was oh, like, you, making you pay. smashed all my good energy out the door. Just like that no, guy. don't you dare let that person oh, poop in you. Don't you dare. I didn't. Just... I didn't. I mean, for a split you second. You just raise your head high, JD. <laughs> and you leave that person with their stinking thinking in the background. Uh, as one of my favorite people had once said, uh, Michelle Obama, when, <laughs> when they, they go, go low, low, we go high. We fucking bitch slap <laughs> We curb those motherfuckers. That's what she said. They changed it, but that's what she wanted to say. Um, <laughs> so Patty and I have been talking, and we want to open our lineup to Dirty Bench Confessionals. And yes. we would like you to either email us, oldirtybenches at gmail.com, or call our line, and it will be completely anonymous, 253-666-0855. Five four. That's a real number. Too. This is a real number. I okay. tried to get her to make it someone's <laughs> phone number, but she wouldn't do it. It's, <laughs> it's two, legit, bro. It's two five three <laughs> six 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 zero eight five four. We are interested to listen to whatever it is that's on your mind that you would like to share with us. Um, right? Do you have some sort of crime story? Mm-hmm. Maybe you did it. We Maybe won't share you your information. Someone that did it. Allegedly. Yep, allegedly. But they'll never (laughs) know. (laughs) You can let us know. We will share that information. Or like, do you have a tip for dealing with dipshits out in the world? I could use one. Maybe you want to confess that you were a dipshit to somebody. (laughs) It's dipshit confessionals, everyone. So we'll be looking forward to hearing anything that yeah, you would like awesome. to share. I love this idea. Okay. So um, having said that, do you have any last words, I Patty? Said my, I said my piece. Okay. I think I've said all mine as well. <laughs> but happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> That's right. Except you, Kyle Richards, because <laughs> you suck. I'm all in on Halloween. The oh, end. Oh, my God. Question mark? Yep. I think it's the end. <laughs> Question mark, fingers crossed. That's fingers the full cross. title. I know, man. All right, Dirty Benches. We'll catch you on the next episode. Have Everybody a one. have a good week. Be safe. Bye.